And now, PureFandom.com presents another episode of Brad and Court Talk. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Court. And I'm Brad. Welcome back to Riverdale Serpents, Bulldogs, and River Vixens. So, last night was the mid-season finale. What'd you think? Eh. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the favorite one this season, right? No, it wasn't. I I have issues. I have issues. I do too. We're going to talk about those in a little bit. Before we break down the episode, just want to remind everyone to check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of amazing writers over there. If there's a show or movie that you love, or if you are obsessed with Star Wars, go ahead and check it out. Check us out on Facebook or check out purefandom.com and just like all the Star Wars and all the fandom stuff you could want. Yes, there's going to be a lot of it over there. Uh, <laughs> you can find us on the Twitters. I'm Brad ZB, and she is Jen Deb. Be sure to follow Pure Phantom as well. Keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. A lot of Star Wars stuff going to be out there this weekend. Uh, check out Pure Phantom on Facebook and let us know what fandoms you're most interested in hearing or reading about. We also have a <laughs> Facebook group, Brad and Court Talk. Go over there, there and check us out there. We talk about a whole lot of stuff, and we're always uh, interested in chatting with other people and posting good things. Right. And depending on where you found us, like if you found us on the website, you can also find our podcast on SoundCloud. You can find our whole back catalog on there. Right. And you can leave messages on there, too. We'll find it. We'll see them. It'll be cool. Yes, we will. Yes. So what was this episode about? This episode was Chapter 22, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I love that title. That was cool. Veronica uncovers a major secret about her father. Of course, when doesn't she? Betty and Archie's they vow to take down the Black Hood once and for all, and it doesn't quite turn out how you expected, even though I was very happy with how it turned out. Um, like, who actually took him down? Like, that's how it was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. These damn kids. And we had also some action with the serpents. Uh, Jughead decided to take matters into his own hands, despite what FP said. So we'll see how that went down. Now, So be where you want to start. I, I want to start at Betty's dream that she had when she came downstairs and the family was all there and creepy Santa was there with the mask on Mm -hmm. because this is a throwback straight to silent night, deadly night. Yeah. Now for those of you who don't know, that was a horror movie that spawned a whole lot of horror movies. Uh, Yes. That came out in 1984. Check it out. It's kind of, it's a, it's a good cheesy, you know, Halloween's movie, I guess. And that whole scene that she saw was straight out of the movie, basically, which was, you know, great. Because things come up and there's a guy walking around in a Santa suit killing people. All right. So I got that out. Uh, There's so much else. So much else on this one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not real... Can I, let me go with another Christmas movie that was in this in this show, so I can just get that out there right now too. <laughs> Die Hard, because Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Da, yeah, I know Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It was not in this episode unless I missed Darn. something. Now, when we're in a uh, Juggy's trailer, there, pretty much mm-hmm. in the last scene when him and his dad are chatting away, you know, if you look in the far corner in the right hand corner, there is the leg lamp from a Christmas story. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so there you go. You were on that damn TV, Brad. I missed that. <laughs> it's right there. It's right in the corner. I was like, uh-uh, check that out. So there, 
go back and look at it. It's right at the end when they're all talking, when the when uh, uh, he opens up the presents and all that stuff. So there we are. See, the problem is when Jughead and FPN are, are in a room together, I'm just staring at father and son. I'm like, he's hot. He's hotter. I love Skeet Ulrich. And their lights are ha- hardly ever on in that trailer either. So, you know, it's always ever. dark. But that's pretty cool. If you've never seen a Christmas... What is wrong with you if you've never seen a Christmas story? It comes on every Christmas Eve for 20, 24 hours. Yeah, it's yeah. one of my traditions. I don't know how you Just go watch it if you've it. never seen it. Actually, it's in the big movie theater around here. We're actually thinking about going to see it in the theater. Oh, go see it. I wish that they were doing that here. Yep. Uh, Princess Bride was here for, hol- uh, for Halloween. Valentine's, for Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah, we had that too. Okay. All right, so Cordikins, take it away. <laughs> Oh, since you said Cordicans, that means we're going to go with Veronica. Veronica had a very interesting episode this week. Um, she had a lot of different things going on. Things were awkward between her and Archie because, of course, those two crazy kids broke up because she couldn't say the L word yet. Um, and things were kind of awkward with her and Betty, too. I'm not sure why. Like, because she didn't know that they had that look. Maybe it's Betty because um, maybe it was awkward because Betty was having some kind of feelings for Archie and she didn't know how to um, you know, hang out with her best friend, right? her girl, best friend, Veronica. Um, and then like, they didn't know how to deal with that whole situation, even though Kevin was just like, let's go with it. I want to have secret Santa. Let's go. And they had some pretty interesting going on there. Uh, but sticking with Veronica, uh, she finds out that Fred's medical bills were like $80,000 from getting shot, which is reality. I love when the show infuses reality into this world. Uh, and, she sees that her parents are spending all this money on just frivolous things. And she's like, well, why can't we help people? Like what's going on? And like her father tells her that they've already met their charity quota. And so he's not into it. And of course she steals their credit card, a totally Veronica move. And she pays Fred's bill and um, they find out about it. And she finds out, well, this was after she found out that they now own pops and like she decides that she wants to get even more involved with the family business and they decide to let her in on some huge secret. But we didn't find out what the actual secret was, but she said that she's in, she just won't do anything illegal. Right. Exactly. We didn't find out what it was, but then again, her mom said, you know, plausible deniability. Right. And it it looked like her mother initially didn't want her involved in it. She wanted to protect her. Totally. Didn't. Did she want to protect her? I don't know. Did she just not want her involved? Because she's no, I think as as shady as her mother can be sometimes. Like I do not doubt her love for Veronica. Like I think she was trying to protect her. Her father, on the other hand, I know he loves her too, but it's a whole different kind of thing where he's willing to use this kid for what he needs to use her for. Well, so did her mom, if you remember. (laughs) Yes, but she'll still protect her no matter what. Yeah, I don't know. No, there's. I think there's still stuff in there. I think they're a little bit more leery about her. Her mom, I think her mom's leery about her because Veronica is always doing good. She doesn't like, mm-hmm. you know, the secrets and stuff like that. And I think that could be well, where it's that, like, That's like she said. She she refuses to do anything illegal. Right. So if she sees them doing something shady, what's she going to do? Is she going to tell Sheriff Keller? Is she going to tell Archikins? Or are they going to publish it in the blue and gold? She has a good point, though. Her name Her name is on those documents as well. Exactly. So she needs to look out for that also. This is true. Uh, and like we said, things were awkward between her and Archie for a little bit at the beginning of the episode. I guess they didn't quite know how to be around each other. Like she pushed him away because she couldn't quite say she loved him. 
yet. Right. And he pushed her away, I guess, because like he was hurt, which is understandable, even though you know, give the girl a little bit of time. You don't love me. And he's having confusing. He's having confusing feelings about Betty now. And then there's the whole thing with the hood, everything. So, and and then stuff with his dad. So he he can't really deal with her in that moment at the beginning of the episode. Um, and I'm just gonna carry it through to the end. Uh, but at the end of the episode, we see all the gifts that everybody has gotten for for each other. And um, he was did he get out the locket? Yes. Yeah, he got her the locket, uh, which was, of course, a little heart, and they had their pictures in it. That was really sweet. And I guess he bought that oh. before they broke up. But if you break up with someone because no, he won't no. say I love you back. No, he didn't no? get her the locket. No, did he? Yes, he did. He yeah, dropped it he off. That's right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, he dropped it off. Uh, her, you know, her mom told her that Archie was there, and he dropped it off. But he gave her a heart. So he's, he's still giving her his heart, even though she kind of not rejected it, but she kind of rejected it last week because she wasn't ready for it. But I guess this week she is ready for it. And then um, her gift to him, uh, she had it engraved uh, with XOXO, like heart you, like love you. Right. So she was basically telling him how she felt without saying the words. Exactly. And we kind of figured that out because she realized that her mom never says that to her dad also. Right. That was a whole right. thing that she's kind of picked up as she goes along. Yeah. And Veronica, throughout the episode, we saw her, you know, feeling a little jealous about his connection to Betty, um, especially when he gives uh, Betty that Swiss Family Robinson gift and they have that whole in joke. You get the flashes over to Veronica and Jughead, where like the people that they love are having this private moment without them after they've broken up. Um, so, what, what do you think? Did, do you think that Veronica she was kind of spurred to do this because she saw Archie starting to slip away or like she, she did what she did for his dad and she was finally ready to say the words to him. I think she was finally ready. She just needed a little bit of time. Yeah. And it I just agree. came around with her and she was, you know, she realized that she got the gift from him, realized everything and just kind of went with it. And that's how it evolved with her. I agree. All right. Uh, so those two kissed, and that was the end of that for those two. What you got, B? Okay, I have the Archie is a liability and never have him around you moment. Exactly. <laughs> because how many times has Archie screwed up something? Well, we got Juggy in problems, and that's why Juggy's where he was now. That's a whole good story we're going to have to talk about. Uh, so many other things that he has done. He's in the room with Betty, in her room with Betty. Of not staring mm-hmm. at her lustfully with no shirt on across the way. And she gets a call from the Black Hood. He immediately, you know, in the whole entire scheme of things that she knows, he doesn't want him to tell anybody. He immediately starts talking to the Black Hood. <laughs> I'm like, dude, really? Really, man? Really? That's almost as bad as going, going to the police. Yet Somebody else is listening. Now I can't trust you for anything. I am a little kind of annoyed uh, a little, a little on. What are you annoyed about? And I'll so you much with Archie and <laughs> and stuff that they made. Like I felt like the writers were pushing stuff to happen that I, they 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 could have built up throughout the season that they didn't. It was just sudden. But no, you go ahead and say what you're annoyed about. So you do it. we're going through this whole thing um, with the Black Hood. And it's mm-hmm. been going on this entire season. So we know, you know, it started off with um, Archie's dad getting shot with $86,000 bill that ends up coming for Fred there. And th- 
throughout the whole thing, we get little hints about who the Black Hood is and stuff like this. And it's sidestepping. And it feels like... Now, if you go back and remember when Fred got shot, the Black Hood was a skinny guy. Looked younger. Looked a lot younger, too, didn't he? Um, Mm -hmm. When Black Hood got shot at the end of this episode, he did not look like the Black Hood that we saw in Pops. Which leads me to two conclusions here. One, that wasn't the real Black Hood, and he was somehow doing there. There was so that wasn't a real Black Hood. That's the one conclusion, which probably is he probably was the real one. And two was when they shot Fred, they had no idea where they were going with the Black Hood storyline, which is fine. It could have evolved, but there's so much more that I think we could have done rather than have the Scooby-Doo moment of, oh, looks like it was a janitor, because that's exactly what we got. But I kind of like that they had that Scooby-Doo moment. As, as crazy as it is that the, that they made it the janitor, I like that the fact that they they brought it back around to Scooby-Doo, because that's where we are with these kids. Like, they are kids who investigate crimes. And sometimes you and I, we shake our heads because they're doing all this, and there's the actual sheriff in town who should be doing a lot of this. And they're going to the sheriff asking all these questions, doing investigations, when the sheriff should be telling them just to go have a seat. But, like, it's, it's Scooby-Doo. And I, I like that because it, it reminds me of Buffy. Like they ha- they're they're their only little Scooby Scooby Doo group. Like I appreciate that. So I kind of appreciate that moment just a little bit for the fact that it had that Scooby Doo moment with the unmasking. Like those damn kids. And um, I don't appreciate the fact that they made it somebody as obvious as the janitor. But it doesn't answer the question why the janitor knew the certain secrets about Betty that started off the show that pointed exactly to Betty's dad being the Black Hood. Well, because we have the fact that the the janitor has been lurking throughout the entire season. Like, he has been in the background listening to different conversations and just seeing all this stuff. He's seen the people having affairs. And he said he was the punisher of different uh, sinners. So I understand why Fred got shot, because he was sleeping with Hermione at, at one point in time. So adultery. And, of course, the other crimes that, that he was punishing. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out his uh, fixation on Betty, same as you. Um, I know Betty is one of the... Um, less uh sinful of teenagers and right. until she goes dark betty and starts swinging on a pole uh but like I, I, i'm trying to figure out where their connection was like my speculation all season well they, they, i thought it was going to be a certain character who hasn't showed up yet that has a connection to betty and betty's family well the only way they had a connection was uh grandma rose mentioned it was the fact it was betty's grandfather who was oh when they went nightmare on elm street right uh yeah yeah lynch mob right when they went nightmare on elm street but you know it's still i don't know it there's that whole thing though right at the beginning when i forgot what he was saying but it was something about what betty was putting in like her journal or something like that it was stuff that even that the janitor at the school wouldn't have known when she was younger, right? The janitor would only know about stuff that she was in high school with. He wouldn't have known about her childhood or stuff like that. And that's kind of where the big point comes with me is like, cause it doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah it's like you aren't the only person. Well, I, I wasn't really happy with how they wrapped it either. I was also just reading some uh, postmortems and I guess the showrunner, he was talking about, it and like this is the black hood and he said this part of the season has wrapped and this story has wrapped he said we'll still see some of the effects of the black hood on betty but for 
for everything about the storyline, like the Black Hood has been captured. Oh, that sucks. See, now I had this other theory going on with my Black Hood idea that it wasn't really the Black Hood, but the Black Hood, but the you know the janitor also had a son who was playing the Black Hood. So it was uh-huh. like this weird scream moment right. of team up I mean, things. young guy, bl- green eyes. Right, and it, it would explain the difference in bodies because there's two black hoods. But now you see right. it's wrapped up. Pff, whatever, I'm done with the show. Well, I mean, no, you're not. <laughs> Until next mid you're, do- you're done with The Walking Dead. You're not done with Riverdale. Yeah, I've been done with The Walking Dead for three years now. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. Like what? Ha- what was happening with Betty at the end of this episode? Like we had her burning all these things, and she couldn't burn the actual hood. Like, wh- what was it about it that was so fascinating to her? Like, what darkness in her did it awaken? Are we all of a sudden going to have Betty murdering people at the well, <laughs> during the second half of the season? Well, you see the whole thing that's coming from her mother. Also, she's not the trademark Betty in the ponytail wearing pink and everything. She wants to go with Jug. She wants to follow Juggy. She was fine with doing the serpent. She has more of her mother in her than she knows. She yes. has a dark Betty side. And I, I like dark Betty. And she's she is strong with the force. I'm just saying. So <laughs> yes, she, she kept is. that. And it was like a, she kept the mask because it was a memory of her, fo- mu- no, that's, sorry, that wasn't, that's Star Wars too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um. Betty, we saw how that ended, and we're trying to figure out what's going to happen with her for the next season. Um, I want to take it back to Archie and Veronica. So we saw them kiss, and then we saw someone taking pictures of them. Like, what What was that about? Yeah, that was a little tie in there. Ooh, who was that? I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, so that may have been just like a little teaser of the new mystery to come for next season. There, there's so we more didn't... out there, so I don't know. Go on at Archie Comics on Twitter. Go back to the post from October 25th of 2017. I'm just saying. it's What what was the date? October 25th, 2017. And check out the picture that was posted there of the three Coopers. And it's just, that was a lot that came with my idea about the multiple uh, Black Hood thing. But I have a feeling this could be who is also taking the pictures of them at the end of it. So there you go. Check it out, people. Go look later. I mean, I'm looking now. You talk about Jughead and Betty for a second. Talk okay. about your shipper, Bughead. Go. Uh, Jughead and Betty, they have their own little Christmas exchange. Juggy gets her the book. Betty gets Juggy, the typewriter of all typewriters. Which it is, was awesome. It was awesome. And I love the fact that she just happened to have that at school. Because I don't know if anybody's ever picked up a real typewriter in a long time. Typewriters are heavy. <laughs> So she's lugging this thing around, just hoping that he shows up at school, and he does. I mean, it was a big freaking box, Brad. Right? Yeah, it was a very big box. It was a very heavy box. And I see him riding. I, I wanted the, the scene of him riding home with that on the motorcycle, <laughs> and you know, juggling that whole thing and making that work. But we also find out with Juggy that the serpents are, you know, also good guys, too. I mean, like most motorcycle clubs do. I mean, they donate to the city around them. You got charities and stuff like that. You help out your community, and it helps out, you know, the look of the club as well. So everybody on that side of the tracks doesn't think they're just smuggling drugs, which they were. Now, But only because of blackmail. Yeah, only because of blackmail. But Juggy has a plan to fix all this with the uh, serpent tamer 
And the young serpents. Yeah, so he gets the young serpents together, and they all go after Missy. <laughs> and, ah, uh, yes. So there is a scene in Sons of Anarchy. <laughs> uh, I believe that was in the first season, even, uh, that they had this point where, uh, basically, you get kicked out of a club. You leave a motorcycle club. You <laughs> turn in all of your um, patches and any any club insignias on it is turned in. If you have tattoos on, you get them blacked out. So or cut out. Or yeah. So there was actually a, a person on the show who left the club but didn't get his tattoo not inked out, which is a whole big <sighs> back tattoo. So they gave oh him gosh. the choice at the end: fire or knife. He took fire. It was a very bad thing. But yeah. They cut off her tattoo. It's done. So she's got a nice thing. And that was very dark on the Jughead side. So we saw we have seen Jughead take a massive turn since when we first met him, eating hamburgers all the time. Now he's cutting skin and got a pound of skin off of it. So I think she's actually gone. <laughs> I think she's Oh no. She's scared he scared the hell out of her. He dropped her off her in Greendale so she can go hook up with Sabrina. And she's not coming back. Yeah, if we, see her, if we see her again, we may see her a little bit, but I think she's, that, that storyline has run its course, and now they can focus on getting the club back into not being drug runners and working for the right. cartel. Right, because like he, he can't be involved in that with his uh, parole officer just lurking around. Right, yeah, well, yeah that's not going to happen good. I think he was really disappointed. Like he's seeing that, that his son is getting pulled further into the club life Mm -hmm. and he's lost his girlfriend who he knew they were really tight together. And he, he, he wants him to move in with Fred and and Archie again. He's ready to let him go again so he can be safe away from the club. And he's grown a lot. Effie didn't want him to get sucked into everything that he was in, but you know, Juggy took care of the problem. So there's that. I mean, it's done. So now they can kind of get back to the father and son moment and he doesn't have to live under the stairs or anything like that at school. But with the previews for next season, that looks like that's about to change. A lot of interesting stuff. I'm very excited about that. And it makes sense because he's at that school all the time anyway. Like he came for the Secret Santa or he comes to hang out before breakfast or whatever. I'm like, why doesn't Jughead just go back to school now that his father's back? I don't understand. Um, but this is even better because now you have the South Side, North Side, one school. Can't wait. Yeah, it'll be a good clash. One last thing here before we finish this up. We have to talk about Cheryl going to buy a tree. <laughs> and she <laughs> buys a tree. And apparently mom's not that happy about her spending all the money on a tree. And where Cheryl And then says, she decorates it all red. Yeah, where Cheryl tells her that she needs to go find a job. <laughs> uh then Cheryl's coming downstairs to open presents and mom's all disheveled and look, it's the guy who sold her the tree. <laughs> the look on Cheryl's face was priceless. That was just a wonderful moment of going, huh? Disbelief and disgust, I guess, was in there as well. So what do you think about that one? I am very excited for Cheryl's mom. Let mom be happy. She was married to a uh, drug dealing murderer, and she she wasn't the happiest person to start with. So let let mom do her. Can we back up really quick though? I have to go to the fact that when she came downstairs and Cheryl was doing the tree all red, and after she left, and Grandma Rose said, "I told you you should have drowned him in a river like kittens." <laughs> Oh, that Grandma uh, Rose is a card. Yeah. She's a lovely one. She loves everybody. 
Gotta love her. Yes, she does. Yes, she does. Um, and before we close things out, uh, I kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but can I again say how happy I am that Sheriff Keller actually got to do his job this week and that they didn't let Archie uh, shoot that guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad he came into it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Cause like when the gun went off, I was like, Oh damn. But no, like that was Sheriff Keller as he should have been. Like he, he took care of the, uh, the perp took him down. I was also wondering if maybe Archie would call Jughead and have serpents waiting for them. Like why the guy was running. Like, cause that would have been cool too, but this worked even better. Yay. Sheriff Keller. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, final item. So, Archie Kins and Ronnie are back together, but there was a kiss between Betty and Archie earlier in the episode. Right. Like, was that before or after? That was before um, he almost got killed and buried by uh, by the Black Hood. Like, that was spooky. But Cheryl saw that kiss. So please know that uh, Cheryl's big mouth is going to tell somebody if it's going to come back to Veronica and Jughead. And... Um, Bad news for you and me. There is now an active love triangle on this show. It's back. But it's iconic. Yay. Yeah, we got to have a love triangle or else, you know, what would happen? I mean, it's not even just a CW triangle, but it's from the comics. So I guess they have to have it, even though it makes no sense to me. Like they make more sense. Like Jughead and Betty are sweet together. Archie and Veronica, they make sense. Mm -hmm. But whatever. You do you. Just make it make sense. Don't do anything sudden with it where you have these two all of a sudden thinking they're in love with each other. Please right. don't do that. No. It makes please, no sense. Please don't. Please don't. Yeah. Well. But other than that, other than this episode, this season has been excellent. And I say that this episode was not the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, I'd give this episode a B. It wasn't an A++++, a plus plus plus, but it wasn't horrible. Like, there were things I still loved about it. Oh, no, I agree. I totally agree with you on that. There were things I liked. There were things I didn't like. and But it was a good episode. I mean, it was a good good uh, thing. Now we got one more to go. It wraps up the season. No, we don't. Yes, we do. We do have one more before the end of the midseason. So we'll see what happens. No, we then. don't. This was it. I thought they said there was one more to go. No, this was the mid midseason uh, finale. And then it comes back in January with all the good stuff with north side meets uh, south side. All it's right. like West Side Story, except for it's north and south. Okay, I guess I was wrong. No, seriously, they have the love story. Nobody die. Nobody's gonna die. It's a CW. It's a CW. No one ever dies on CW. <laughs> they always hey, they come do. back. Well, yeah, this I guess they do. But then uh, Barry Allen goes back and fixes it, and then messes everything up. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily say Barry Allen fixes things. I would say maybe. he does fix things. He's gotten better. Yeah. Okay. All right, so January 17th, it looks like it was when the it comes back. Not too long of a wait. Nope, it'll be here before we know it. All right. Well, if you got any questions or comments on this episode, well, if you got anything else, leave us a message in the comment section below or hit us up on the Facebook or Twitters. And make sure you keep an eye out for our other podcasts. We'll be doing a recap of Season 2 of The Magicians to get pumped up for the return for uh, next next month. So we're very excited for that. Pure Fan will probably be doing a roundtable for Star Wars, and there are a bunch of Star Wars things that are going to be popping up on that website, so keep an eye on that. Anything else, B? No, that's all I got. Until next time, when you're putting together a dastardly plan, make sure there aren't any darn kids that are around that's going to screw it up for you. Until next week, check out more amazing content at purefandom.com.